plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Whew. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome inside the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, John Ledyard from over at fanragsports.com. And today's episode of Locked On Steelers is brought to you by xbet.ag, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. Use the promo code xbet to go online to xbet.ag and claim your bonus there today. Guys, we got a lot to talk about in the Steelers realm. Uh, we haven't been haven't been with you guys since Monday, uh, where we talked about uh, the game on the surface level. But got to go back to the tape and um, and evaluate things We're using the All Twenty Two film uh, that the NFL provides and check out who played well, who didn't, who played assignment sound, who didn't. What concerns could the Steelers have moving forward? What were some main takeaways from the game? So. Biggest thing that I saw, the Ravens had only two rushes over six yards in the entire game. So on the surface, that looks like a very big improvement, right? Both of those plays, though, hit for big gains because the Steelers didn't fill properly in the alleys on the run. Again, outside perimeter run schemes really test this team. They test the angles the linebackers take. They test the angles the safeties take in filling. And without Mike Mitchell... This was felt big time because he is their best filler from deep against the run, and Sean Davis has really struggled in that way. He was the main culprit on both of those runs. The first one, now he runs the alley, but he runs too far to the outside, and he doesn't meet the defender square, and he allows the tight end to kick him out to where to almost to where TJ Watt has almost ran up his back. Um, rather than filling square in that alley and forcing the runner to bounce, um, just left too big of a gap there. So that was the first um, uh, uh, the 23 yard run that Baltimore had, uh, to open the football game. Um, and then the second was later in the game when Baltimore off the missed field goal, I believe it was, uh, Baltimore took the ball back first play of the drive, um, ran a pin and pull scheme and Dupree did get a little deep. I think maybe taking on the first puller you want to, there's like a fine line. You want to be violent and come up and meet that puller. You don't want to be so violent and so deep. Uh, that you run yourself too far upfield and, and get yourself out of the play and leave a big backside gap behind you. So maybe he got a little too deep. But Davis coming up to fill worked too inside out um, and got caught up on the tight end who was cut blocking Vince Williams, who also didn't come across and fill where he should have. Davis should have come up and met the receiver, the slot receiver square, and, and kind of made that run bounce back inside to where Williams should have been. So the failure, there were a couple failures on that one, but I think Davis, the main culprit that it went as far as as deep as it did the run um and then JJ Wilcox took both on both runs took bad angles uh to the football and didn't end up making the tackle when he could have um and so safety play yeah a concern against the run continues to be a concern but other than that a lot better things i mean uh the up front Javon Hargrave, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, those guys really manhandled the line, the Ravens offensive line um thought all those guys played really really good football Hayward's been one of the best defenders in the NFL so far this season. I, I mean, I know it's not a stretch to say that. I watch a ton of football. You guys know I write about other teams uh, all the time for FanRag Sports, so I'm not just a Steelers-oriented guy that's 
you know, that's singing that song because he plays here for Pittsburgh. You know, it it's because when you look around the league, there are not many guys impacting games snap to snap like Hayward is. Um, he's really been a monster. So if he can keep that up, and he'll have an opportunity to against a much improved Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line this or offensive line this week. Um, I think that um, I think. Hayward has a chance to get his way into, I think it would be his first Pro Bowl, his first original vote Pro Bowl. I don't even know how they decide the Pro Bowl these days because by the time the game actually comes around, you know, a fourth string guy for some teams playing in the game. So I don't, I don't understand how they actually decide Pro Bowls, um, Pro Bowl, like who actually got, you know, is it a, is it a Pro Bowl? Uh, did you get the a Pro Bowl nod if you were like the fifth reserve? Because um, that seems to take away from the, you know, the, the actual award of getting it. Uh, but Either way, uh, I digress. I think Hayward uh, is was working his way toward deserving that honor. I thought he's deserved it in the past. Didn't get it last year. He was hurt a lot, obviously, but um, he's been great to start the season. T.J. Watt uh, continues to impress me. I know he didn't really make a mark as a pass rusher in this game, and that's probably still where he has the most room to grow. But it's just crazy, all the different ways that Pittsburgh can use him. They dropped him into a middle zone coverage. He picked up Jeremy Macklin in the slot, running a pivot route. He broke inside, then broke back outside toward the sideline and watches mirrors him in coverage and defends the throw at the catch point. The throw was off target, but it wouldn't have mattered. He's right there. He's right in the in the, in the, in the uh, plane between his hands, um, right in the window. And just terrific mental processing to see the break coming, to break on the route. Um, you know, and just the fluidity and space to be able to match somebody as athletic as Jeremy Macklin, a slot receiver. Um, it's really, really great stuff from Watt. And then they move him off the ball and on a third down carry, and the runner did end up getting pushed for the first down, I think, by one of the linemen. But he keys and diagnoses as soon as the guard blocked down, he shot the gap, uh, fired in, laid a hit on somebody, and uh, I think the somebody ended up like pulling the runner forward. I think it was Vince Williams ended up pulling him. Uh, forward for the first down but either way it was just a great read by Watt you know keying and diagnosing and knowing what he's supposed to do from an off-ball look um, filling in there and and not showing any hesitation coming downhill Um, he's just a really dynamic football player that can uh, just be used in a lot of different ways and um, you can ask him to do a lot of things we already saw in coverage when he dropped and intercepted Deshaun Kaiser in week one. Um, just great awareness, great athleticism to make plays. He kept sinking on that route. Um, he continues to really impress me. He still have a couple young guys not really playing like young guys. Uh, Watt being one of them. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster being another. Uh, just great awareness. Sat down in the zone, and then when he, he could feel it turn, you could see him on tape. He sits down in the zone. He checks over his shoulder because he know, wants to know where space is in case he has to run, run to it. And then as soon as the play breaks down, he knows exactly where the space is, moves to it, runs away from the defender. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is able to find him, and then he gets into the end zone. I mean, just great awareness and football IQ. He's just a sharp kid. I think he's going to be a real good one for Pittsburgh. Um, impressed with what he's brought to the table. But the concerns exist, um, and, and it was it, it, this is what Juju Smith, the evaluation of him as a draft prospect is going to always entail his performance and the performance of cornerbacks because of the cornerbacks on the team because that's the position that Pittsburgh really needs some help at and passed up on getting help at um, because they wanted you know, a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. And I, I love – and I said this at the time, Juju Smith-Schuster, that's a good pick. Like he's a good football player. That's his range. That's where he should go in this draft. I think he can be a great fit in Pittsburgh. I mean, you talk about all the other weapons are there, a place where you can really maximize um, your abilities. I love it. But 
you need a corner. And uh, Joe Hayden, eh, he's been up and down this season. I, I don't think his play has really been inconsistent so much as he just isn't going to be great vertically. Um, and so you're always going to give up something there, and that could include you know, giving up something back to the ball and on breaking routes in front of him because he's afraid of getting beat deep. I shouldn't say afraid, but he just knows he can't get beat deep. So there's going to be that element of evaluating him that's just kind of going to be there. With Artie Burns, it's a little more nuanced. He continues to really kind of struggle and press, and um, I get a little bit worried about that because it's consistently where he gets beat off these releases in the line of scrimmage and press coverage. I mean, Mike Wallace whooped him off the line of scrimmage and press coverage, beat him deep, and Burns actually opened the wrong way and took a longer route to chase him down. So not only did he show poor technique, didn't get hands on at the line of scrimmage, didn't snap with either hand, and, and jumped outside or jumped inside when Wallace released outside, but he then turned outside almost like a zone turn rather than a man turn. And so he, he created more space between himself and Mike Wallace. And then it was even harder for him to make up the ground. So he continues to show really bad technique at the line of scrimmage, but the Steelers have faced like the worst four corners, four quarterbacks in the league at this point. So no one has been able to take advantage of it. Um, we saw, we've seen him on tape. I've seen him get beat deep cleanly off the line of scrimmage in, I think all three of the four games so far, I didn't see it in the Vikings game and there's just not been a it's either either there was pressure that that negated the throw or the quarterback didn't see it or went elsewhere with the ball whatever it was so it's going to be it's there on tape teams are going to see it eventually somebody's going to get them with it is it this week with Jacksonville and Blake Bortles he's you know pretty woefully inaccurate with the deep ball but um it could perhaps be there. Jaguar, Jaguars, even with the loss of Allen Robinson, have some talent at the receiver position. It's going to happen. He's going to get got at some point if he doesn't clean things up. And I, I just, I think that he. I know he's grading out well. Pro Football Focus. Uh, by the way, if if you don't know about this, Pro Football Focus is grading Artie Burns well. They also do really good work. I know you've probably seen me. I uh, don't always agree with their player grades, but I love my Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Uh, all kinds of really intricate stats and details about players and alignments and things like that that are just really cool to know, uh, plus tons of fantasy stuff, draft information that I just can't get anywhere else on players and their usage at certain colleges. Invaluable resource to me. If you if you just go to iTunes and go to the Locked On, Locked On Steelers um, iTunes page, leave a review and a rating and include your Twitter handle in the review, you'll be entered for a chance to potentially win a PFF Edge subscription, a $40 value. Um, so really good stuff from PFF. Uh, they're always bringing the goods. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. Yeah, I also found something you guys will love, xbet.ag. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. Um, they have everything. It's like Vegas in your pocket with their mobile website. I just log in and bet on any game I want right from my phone. You've got to check them out. Their website is clean and easy to use. Their graphics are sick. Never seen anything like it. Uh, they even offer live in-game wagering, live in-game wagering, uh, turning your fourth quarter faith and emotional overtimes into heart pounding cash stacking opportunities. Uh, when you bet, when you join xbet.ag today, use the promo code xbet. That's X B E T. Xbet. Use that promo code. You'll get up to a one hundred percent bonus on your first deposit. Don't be the guy saying I would have won big. Join Xbet now and start winning today. Plus, if you refer a friend, you'll get up to a one hundred percent. You'll get up to one hundred percent off their first deposit too. So bring the squad and build the bank at xbet.ag. The newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. 
Don't forget to use the promo code XBET, X-B-E-T, to claim your bonus. Check that out, guys. Um, Other things that I noticed from the Steelers game, Todd Haley, good stuff from him. Um, I know that some people were mad about the second half. I wasn't. You said you were going to come in and establish the run. The run was working for you. Why not continue to go to it? I, I, I know it stalled there for a little bit. They stuck with it. They got back to it. I didn't think Ben made the plays when they were there. Yes, I hated the third and nine call uh, to run the football. Um, that was right before the missed field goal, I believe. Um, I hated that. Um, other than that, I liked Todd Haley's game. I thought the first drive of the Steelers game may have been his best of the season. Um, counter tray with Foster pulling to the right for nine yards. Counter tray with James Conner, Rosie Nix in the backfield. Um, they're going to the left uh, uh, for 23 yards. A massive hole for James Conner. Um, and then uh, then he comes right back. He's already pulling the guard. You're pulling the guard. You pull the guard, false run key, suck the linebackers up. You go play action pass backside to Jesse James for 15 yards. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Great play call. Set it up with the previous play calls. It was a good first drive. You established the run. They stuck with it even when it wasn't great on first down. Um, so, yeah, been been really impressed um, so far with uh, with what they've done. Um, you know, the, I think – I think Todd Ailey is figuring things out and, and learning that you've got to you've got to stick with this run game. You know the the Ravens. You know I'm, even without Brandon Williams, man, Michael Pierce is a tank inside. I can't believe how good he is. Um, he was an undrafted guy out of Samford, I believe. So um, I've been totally blown away by him. Um, he gave Dave DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey all they could handle. Um, Steelers are are more of an athletic run blocking unit than they are straight up, you know, mash you, drive you off the ball, throw you on the ground type of type of offensive line. So I think you've got to continue to stick with it because those creases are eventually going to be there. And I think that, um, I think that Haley is learning that to just be patient with the run game. And I, I think you'll have more success against Jacksonville this week. Um, they do have some talent on the defensive line for sure. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe and Dante Fowler off the edge. Kalias Campbell plays defense event early, early on in some of their packages. Um, they usually use him in, in Ngakwe on early downs and Abry Jones and, and uh, Malik Jackson inside. And then they switch things up and they take Campbell and push him inside, take Jones out of the game um, and move Dante Fowler in on pass rushing downs. And so they've been versatile in their usage of those guys. But I think you can run on Jacksonville. They're a great pass rushing unit. I definitely think you can run on Jacksonville. Um, but Telvin Smith and Miles Jack cover a lot of ground on that second level. Paul Puzlesny's playing uh, less than ever before. Jack is kind of taken over that spot and he's been off to a great start in his second season so that's gonna be a very tough front uh Steelers are gonna have their work cut out for him again they as much as you can talk about the the uh caliber of opponent the Steelers have faced so far this season they face some good defensive fronts the Browns played really well week one Minnesota has a great defensive front Chicago has a very good defensive front the Ravens even with some injuries have good defensive front and then that's going to be true again this week with Jacksonville I think a talented defensive front I don't think they're as good against the run as they are against the pass but I still think that's a pretty good unit um and the Steelers are going to have to be on their A game um one of the other positives, Martavis Bryant really getting back into form. Um, you know, he just had a great couple great routes on that Steelers drive right before the half, the touchdown drive. Um, you know, a, a leaping, twirling catch in front of Marlon Humphrey on a high throw from Ben. Bryant just pulls it down. That huge catch rate has just made a, a, a little bit of an off-target throw look really easy. He had a couple deep ball opportunities. Uh, one, he got tripped up by the safety Um I thought it could have been potentially DPI that the aerial view didn't show it clearly enough to see whether it was incidental or not. Um, and then uh, Roethlisberger overthrew that one late in the game where uh, Bryant torched a, a defensive back. So 
Um, he's really close to taking off. He and Ben are starting to get get a click in. And I think if there's one thing that was encouraging about Ben, he didn't lock on A-B in this game. He spread the ball around. Juju Smith-Schuster made big plays. Martavis Bryant, some play action stuff to Jesse James, some screens to Le'Veon Bell. Just getting him don't You don't have to make every throw down the field. We can scheme for some stuff. Um, we can get you comfortable. And I thought Todd Haley did a really good job of that uh, and establishing those other guys in the offense too, using a little bit of trickery in this game. Um, last thing I want to touch on um, is something that I think is just so essential to being successful, especially as an offense. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But first, Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets now that the season's here, whether it's concerts or games, whatever it might be. SeatGeek just helps make that ticket buying experience easier. They save you time and money. They search multiple sites, compare prices, find amazing deals. All your purchases are fully guaranteed, so you shop with confidence. You don't have to worry about a hoax or anything like that. And to get the most bang for your buck, they even grade every ticket based on value to help you immediately find the best seats that fit your budget. So make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, if you're listening to this, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code Locked On today. That's promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. I'm sorry, that promo code L O N F L L O N F L for uh, for your for your uh, SeatGeek purchase L O N F L. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, really good stuff from SeatGeek. Um, and with the with the season underway here, and you're looking for tickets, um, I can't. It's twenty dollars off. I mean, you, you can't really can't beat that. So make sure you guys are using that. Um, penalties man it's just there's no excuse for it uh this is a veteran group they've played together this isn't a young team um you know this is they say the same coaches the communications the same the penalties are killing the Steelers right now it's making a lot of the negative plays on offense difficult to evaluate because you know these long down and distances there's not a lot of the playbook for them and so when the Steelers don't come up with these third down conversions it's because they put themselves in bad spots to begin with, and they aren't learning and growing from these mistakes. The second most penalized team in the NFL, giving up the most penalty yardage to opponents. Uh, the Steelers have more than any other team in the league. Um, I think they're actually tied for first uh, with Kansas City, actually, I believe, oddly enough. Um, they lead the league in unnecessary roughness penalties. That's just inexcusable, man. You can't cannot happen. There are way too many veterans on this team to be to be leading the league in unnecessary roughness penalties. And they have nine offensive holding calls. Yes, I thought the one against DeCastro the other day was BS. I thought the one against Pouncey week one was BS. But nine holding calls, man. Some of these are legit and, and you got to cut them out. Second worst mark in the NFL uh, tied for it. Um, it just can't continue. You can't have boneheaded play like that and expect to get on track offensively. It, it forced them to go for field goals on a couple of their drives when they were deep in Ravens territory. They got away with it because the Ravens can't do jack on offense, but against the better team, 
That stuff's going to come back to bite you. They got to clean up the penalties. They're way, 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 way too sloppy of a football team right now. Um, and that's still something that has to improve moving forward. So lots of good things, lots of things to definitely keep our eye on um, that, that in a positive light that this team is doing, did better last week. Um, some clear improvements were made. There's still room for growth. There's a lot of room still for this team to improve before they reach their peak. And we hope this week against Jacksonville, they can start to put some of that together because they've got some toughies coming up after that. So uh, today's episode of Locked on Steelers brought to you by xbet.ag, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. That's xbet.ag. Make sure you guys check out xbet for all your betting needs this weekend. Until next time, keep it locked right here on Locked on Steelers.